Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete, where we interview badass, high-performing individuals to learn more about their competitive spirit and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. Well, I'm here today with Greg Gregory Greg. Sproles, yes. and I met Greg here at VIR, and uh, he's here with a bunch of BMW folks here, Yes. <laughs> and uh, it's been a great visit. I've met a lot of people. I came here only knowing one person, so it's been a lot of fun meeting everybody and getting to know the organization a little bit better. So. Um, Greg, I'd, I'd like to know just a little bit about, um, you know, I know you were out there, you were instructing, is that right? Yeah, I was instructing. So, so tell weekend. me a little bit about what's going on for you right now in the racing world. So right now I'm actually in limbo. I had pretty major back surgery uh, four and a half months ago. Spinal fusion due to an L5 fracture that I've been battling for years and years. So. Uh, November 8th, I had the first surgery. November 10th, I had the second surgery. And um, I made the choice, and the surgeons were really waiting for me to say when, which I did in August of last year. And from there, you go through the whole process, and then I end up in surgery, and I come out, and um, I flew through the surgery. That was the amazing thing. Two surgeries, one from the front, then one from the back. I got six screws, a rod, and a cage around that and it's all healing great um, but then you learn that uh, the healing is very slow um, so it's been a process of healing uh, my orthopedic surgeon dr good out of virginia spine institute is absolutely phenomenal using the latest technologies of being able to see inside of the body wearing his you know his robotics and all of that and i put everything in the right place and so he cleared me to come down and get in the car uh, which was to me it was a godsend because um, you you don't realize what you miss until you miss it you know and this is part of my family these guys they were calling me checking on me um, you know post-op and, and prior to so here I am and he cleared me to come down and uh, they said hey want you come down to race school probably and help out and that's really where I fit in right now um, I do believe in July, the race at Summit Point, I'll be cleared to be able to run that. Uh, but there's, you don't just jump back on the track, right? You can't. These guys out here are good. And, uh, you know, we all have that bravado about us. So you want to progressively build back into things. So that's where I am. I'm working my way back into all of this, um, you know, to, to get back to life. And that's really what it's about for me right now. So this is a big step, no issues whatsoever. Uh, the car felt fantastic. I'm actually using a borrowed car of Todd Brown's. He won the TC uh, Cup Championship in a BMW M240. So I'm actually driving his car that he loaned me while my car is being fixed. Cars are always being fixed. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah. What so was, that's the summary of where I am right now. What was wrong with your car, what happened? Uh, so number one and number six cylinders went bad, the, the oil rings, which is, it was a fresh motor. It happens. 
Um, so that's really where I am right now. The motor's being rebuilt, and Todd said, hey, you're going down for the school, just use my car, one of my cars. Yep. And so I came down, dropped mine off. He's going to do the repairs for me. I don't have time to do it. I run a business. So, um, you know, he said, use this one. So here I am. That's awesome. So when, when was the last time you were running around in your car? Uh, it was New Jersey Motorsports Park last summer. Okay. And, um, you know, I started having nerve pain down the legs, mm -hmm. uh, sensations of spiders crawling on my ankles and feet, intermittent numbness. Um, so, it, it, you know, I couldn't stand in church, you know, for more than five or 10 minutes without the, the pain setting in. Uh, so those types of things really started to play into it. And that's when I knew I was like, okay, I'm not compromising. Yeah. And I was scared to death to have surgery like that. Uh, but it's really not that bad. You know, I mean, they've come so far and advanced so far with all this and they're there to make sure that you aren't, you're going to be in pain, but it's not like this debilitating pain, right? They control everything. So that made it actually easy. Like I said, it's everything after getting back to life. It's these baby steps that you take. And as long as you're dedicated to doing the physical therapy and then doing everything you can on your part, that's why I'm here. I post-op, I've been working out with a trainer for 12 years. So we started gearing our training between the knees and the chest, a lot yep. of body weight, TRX, Pilates, all those types of things. Well, after my second surgery, the next morning, 10 a.m., they said, you're out of here. Yeah. And I was like, what? And they said, you can't stay here. You're fine to go home. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? I called my wife. I said, I'm coming. They want me out of here. And she was like, what? I said, yeah, I'm walking the hospital. I'm walking steps. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. So, uh, and the, the, the uh, Dr. Good really was just happy to see, you know, somebody dedicated to getting themselves back into, you know, to themselves, to their life. And uh, that's, so I actually posted on Instagram last night thanking him and the team, you know, um, you know, because they love seeing that stuff. They live for that. Yeah. You know, helping us when we're, you know, because I was really heading downhill. And then just for clarification for folks listening, mm -hmm. the, the back injury wasn't from racing. No, it wasn't. <clears throat> this was, uh, so I'm a masonry contractor by trade. In my younger years, I was, you know, very strong and this and that. So I, I broke the L5 for something. It's not an uncommon fracture. It's looked up what's called a pars fracture. And it's essentially where you break the cylinder part away from the rear part. And generally, it's heavy lifting. It could have been from, through childbirth even. You don't really know. But I noticed I started having issues when I was around 35. And it's just progressive. And the wear and tear is progressive mm -hmm. as you go forward. And you, you can't go back, you know. Through exercise, I did it all, therapy and all that, and you do all the treatments that you can, So, but nothing related to racing whatsoever. Yeah. So t talk a little bit about this class that you helped out in, and these are, these are this <clears throat> is for to get the competition license, right? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, so the, um, this is the second one I participated in, <clears throat> and uh, the students are, uh, they're all qualified to come in. So in other words, you make sure, or they do, they qualify and make sure, okay, They've got enough driving experience, awareness, confidence. So they come in and they're prepped. Um, and it just so happens I had probably two of the most proficient students. Uh, one is out there racing, uh, Tyler. Okay. And he's in Spec E46 and he's running mid-pack and he's very good. He was following me in that other car. 
the M240, and I was leading him around. His, so uh, he's doing great. And then uh, Jocelyn, who uh, is an E46 M3, that's what I race, and uh, she's looking to uh, you know, cage it and do the whole nine yards in the near future. Her, her husband here is racing. I think his name is Ryan Stokes. So uh, he's out there racing, but she is a really good driver. Um, you know, I was I was really surprised, and, and you know, she, just everything she was doing and flowing, and you know, break points and all that. So I got to work with the two of them throughout there, and they they really made it easy. Everybody was joking because they were like, "Wow, Greg, <laughs> you hit the home run <laughs> with these two. You know, and uh, you know, that's probably him up above saying, "Hey, we're going to take it easy on you because you're coming back into all this." Oh, that's so, awesome, uh, and it's it really is a family affair. You mentioned. Um, um, husband and wife, and mm -hmm. and uh, I've met another husband and wife. Yep. Interviewed them um, from Bimmer World. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. And then um, uh, father son combo here. Yeah. Wardens. Um, Greg and Spencer, or Greg and Connor. I, I didn't Probably. even I didn't even get to interview them. <laughs> oh. <okay. clears throat> um, Bill and Billy. Okay. And then also Justin and yep. his dad. Yep. George yep. Justin. <clears throat> I didn't get a chance to talk to George, but um, Justin was, he's, he was in the class, wasn't he? He was. Yep. So yeah, I know his father, George, very well. And George is, uh, I call him the New, New Jersey Italian. Yeah. Because that's what he is. Yep. You know, but uh, we're both fathers, you know, and uh, so we, we click on all levels. And we just got to be really good friends. Awesome. So anywhere we show up at the track, it's him and me and uh our group if you will yeah over there hanging out and then we mingle around with everybody else yeah you know? and th that's it's been like that um it was it was fun yesterday because i want to i strolled through uh the paddock mm -hmm. and was just filming to to show everybody the things the sights and the sounds and um i got a lot of waves from people <laughs> that i'd met so yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool it is it's <clears throat> family, you know and uh, it's i came into this i was vintage racing a 65 Mustang Fastback with HSR and SBRA. And I've even run uh, VDCA once. Uh, and I recognize some faces. Uh, so I came from the vintage background. Um, and that was, it, that's a very similar environment. Uh, there's a lot of ex-pro racers in the vintage world. Uh, Bill Elliott's one of them. Uh, down at Sebring a year and a half ago, I hung out with him had an interesting conversation on his views of things of what's happening in NASCAR and all that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Joe Nemechek was there, um, all these just names that you've heard over yep. the years. And um, so that side is, I call it country club racing. Um, I'm, I don't know, I've kind of gravitated more to the grassroots side of things, the homegrown guys. Yeah. Um, not that I don't love that side, mm -hmm. uh, but it's just, it's just different. This is, uh, more me, yeah. you know, right now. And uh, so for that reason, I, you know, that's why I gravitated to this. So when and when did you start and how did you start this whole world of racing for yourself? Um, <clears throat> so I grew up riding dirt bikes in cornfields in Haymarket, Virginia. <laughs> that takes you back a long way. And that's what we used to do. We, we were outside doing typical kid things, but we gravitated towards motorcycles. Um, and then in my later years, my brother got involved. He bought a GPZ 1100, Kawasaki GPZ. 
1981 version, I think. And um, we got into motorcycles, and I was 12, 13, and then he wanted to start racing. Um, and then you go from there and, and progress forward, and then I'm running around the track getting to know guys. And one of the guys I was running around with, who was my, one of my brother's best friends, was a going pro, AMA Superbike. Very fast guy. So I got to hang around with him, and the next thing I know, I'm buying a bike. <laughs> I'm 14 years old, without a driver's license, going through the AMA school, racing school at Roebling Road. Uh, I was the youngest kid there. It was raining. I went out, I didn't tear anything up. Um, and that's really where things started. Fast forward a little more, I'm 1920, um, traveling, racing, you know, bikes. I had a Hurricane 600, if you remember, the 1987, the red and white. They started getting swoopy and all that then. Mm -hmm. Fantastic bike. Um, and then from there, uh, you know, I went into business. And everything got thrown to the side, right? I had to get serious with life, right? Yeah. The epiphany was happening at that point. And uh, that's where things really began to change. And um, then ended up married at 30. Um, kids come along. And then for Christmas, uh, my wife, I was talking to my wife. I said, hey, the boys are old enough. We live on 10 acres. Let's think about getting a little four-wheeler and a little XR70. You know, that's what I grew up doing, right? You gravitate back. And she was like, okay, that sounds fun, you know? So you, then we're outside, I'm outside with them. They're riding around the side of the yard on two or three acres, you know, teaching them how to ride and do all that. And then uh, next thing I know, I'm riding the XR70 and I'm crushing the bike because it's little, right? <laughs> and I'm jumping it I'm a, and then I'm buying a bike and then I'm back in it. And I was dirt biking and then we were racing. Uh, and then my body was just getting beat up, you know. I, I broke two ribs, broke these two fingers, you name it. And um, a great group of guys there. But my body was just like, mm, we're, we're upper 30s now, yeah. you know. Um, then my son had a horrific dirt bike accident. Um, my wife and I were at the beach. We have a beach house down Outer Banks. And we knew the boys were going down to a place called South Fork. And uh, my wife and I were sitting on the couch drinking coffee on Sunday morning like this. Phone rings intermittently coming through. Brandon, our oldest, is saying, hey, um, accident, Owen broke. And it was intermittently, we're like, and the phone died. <laughs> right, and we're like, our ears, you know, we're like, <clears throat> and kept calling finally we got through he said hey uh, I think Owen's got a broken leg paramedics here taking him up to uh, Petersburg south side medical something like that south of Richmond we hopped in the car took off up there uh, we ended up took forever to get there right it always does in those instances so we get there and never forget the uh, the orthopedic surgeon that was there is fantastic he comes out and he took a CT scan and he shows this to us on the screen. And Owen's in the room, mind you, he's drugged up. And um, the doctor puts the picture up on the screen. And I just about passed out. I mean, I went white. I started wavering. The surgeon's grabbing for me. You know, and the nurse is going, <laughs> it was just a gruesome injury. It was the equivalent, he said, of taking a sledgehammer and hitting the bottom of your heel 
like that, and the bones in his lower tibia and fibula just exploded. Oh, man. Yeah, horrific <clears throat> accident. This was one week before he was starting senior year of high school. Um, they immediately did a surgery there to stabilize things. They put one of those cages on to lengthen things. Mm. That was immediate. And then from there, we had to get him back home, you know, two and a half days later after that. Because that wasn't the surgery. That was just stabilization. Yeah. So we end up on this journey of finding the right surgeon. Um, and it was, a, it was a process to get him to anywhere. But we ended up finding uh, Dr. Paul Sweetai. Uh, we rejected a few even because that was what needed to happen. We knew they weren't the right ones. Mm -hmm. So um, Sweetai was the one. He did the surgery, and, and I remember he came out. It was a nine-hour surgery to put everything back together. So how did they do that? He's an advanced foot and ankle surgeon. I'll give a plug, Ortho Virginia. There you go. Yeah, fantastic group of guys, just like Dr. Good with me. Uh, but, you know, he, he said, look, and we, we, we want to know, how is he going to be? And I remember he said, Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. We're sitting out there in the waiting room. He just come out of surgery, right? After that long, he says, just pray. I was like, are you kidding me? That's where we are, you know? And um, you can tell I'm getting a little, but yeah. you know, it's, it's real. And uh, he went to school uh, January. His goal was to walk across the stage, mm -hmm. and he did. Wasn't the most stable, but he did. Um, so he healed, and he's about 99%. It's unbelievable. Wow. He's a firefighter. He's at James Madison University. Um, you know, he went through all the firefighter training. It's pretty tough. Yeah, it is. He's playing basketball, football. Um, and he's in graduating the Jamie School of Business this fall. So uh, it's a remarkable story. But anyway, <clears throat> so you end up with all that happening. I said, that damn dirt bike's gone. Yeah. <laughs> right? So we sold that, and we had $3,200. I was like, well, I need to find something to strengthen his legs. And we find a BMW 325. And I said, Owen, oh, what do you think of this? And it's something project, right? So uh, we, I picked that up. <clears throat> get it home and uh, he gets up and starts driving it. We start having fun with this car. I was like, wow, this, this little thing is awesome. It does everything, right? And it's cool looking. So we started working on it, you know, and doing things to it. Um, and I liked it so much, I bought an E46 M3. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'll just track it because the car had a dedicated track life. So I bought it from a guy down in Texas that was a car racer. Um, he was a Porsche guy, but his sons drove the BMWs. So uh, um, it had a four-point cage in it, some basic stuff done to it. No, not when I got a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So no, <coughs> I got a race today. So fully caged it, did the whole nine yards. And I started looking around who to race with. And, um, you know, I went, at, I went to a couple of DE events, this and that, and I kind of I settled on these guys. Yeah. You know, there's a, an understanding, if you will, of the different race groups. All of them are fantastic, every one of them. Um, but this seemed to fit me, BMW, CCA. And that's where I ended up falling in. And um, immediately I connected with guys. Immediately. Um, and then you get to know the guys you're racing with. And that's really how I came into the BMW scene. It was through a, a, a story of life, you know, that brings you to where you are now. That's how it works. And, um, you know, so Owen is DE okay. himself. And he's, he's pretty quick. He, he will be racing. All right. Yeah, he's got the gift of speed. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a uh, it's an interesting story of how all of this has transpired to bring us where we are. So do you think that um, you guys will be racing together or against each other soon? Uh, he would be in a different class, and no, we wouldn't be racing against each other because I'm faster. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hopefully he'll he hear this. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I tease him about that. He's got an E92. And it would it needs a lot of work, and it's not the best car to race. Yeah. Uh, so, but in the future, I'm sure he'll be out there having fun, uh, just like Connor and Spencer and Billy and Bill. Yeah. And, yeah. and others. It is that type of an atmosphere here. Yeah. Um, so you've probably been at a few tracks. Oh yeah. Um, what's the probably the farthest that you've traveled to to race? <coughs> Road America. Mm-hmm. Probably the farthest. Yeah. Uh, Sebring. Yep. I'm in Northern Virginia. Sebring, I've raced there a lot. It, it, that's a unique track. I wish they would just smooth it out. But the no, people were saying, no, 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 don't smooth it out. <laughs> that's what makes it. Yeah. yeah. I, that's I, what I he, breaks cars. I hear, I hear rumors of, yeah, they're going to resurface it. And I, no. And then, they never will. Uh, I don't believe that for yeah. a second. No. <clears throat> that's part of the history of the yeah. track, right? Yeah. And it's, it's rough. Yep. Where it's rough, you know, Sunset Bend around there, it's incredibly rough. Yeah. But that's what challenges the cars yeah. and the drivers. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite? Do you have any favorite tracks that either you just, you always do good at or you just just enjoy? I, I enjoy them all. <coughs> and, they're, and they're all challenging. But they're challenging because it's you against yourself. It's what's up here. That's your limitation in a lot. And as you squeeze down, as I explain to people, as you squeeze down going faster and faster, that margin of error becomes slimmer and slimmer. Um, and every track has that, no matter where you go. This is absolutely unique to itself. Terrain-based is what people love, right? It's a roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. The limits of traction, right? The car setup, you and your brain, you know, and you're talking microseconds of picking up the throttle, hesitation, you know, to get the car to turn and rotate. I, I love the physics behind it. Yeah. And all, that's why there's so many engineers out here. Yep. Yeah. I'm, my father's an engineer, you know, and uh, that's where that brain component comes from. So I enjoy that side. But one, Watkins Glen is way up there in Sebring. Okay. Sebring is unique though. Yeah. It's, it's Florida. It's for the most part flat. Oh, it's flat. Yeah. Yeah. 
But when you drive it, you don't <laughs> think of it as being flat. It's just challenging. Yeah. The different surfaces, the bumps in certain places, the textures, the speed. Yeah. You know, all of that put together. It's uh, that, that last that last corner, that last turn, it, it feels like there's a hundred different ways to take that thing. And, and the problem 17. I have, yeah, 17, yeah. the problem I have is like, try to be more consistent because I'm at a different spot every time coming around that thing. That's <clears> that <throat> point narrows. Yeah. Right. And that's really the, you can get offline, but you're losing time. Yeah. As you narrow that margin down yep. more and more. And that's really what separates the, the pros. Yeah. You know? That's what, you know, they, they just are able to hop in and drive anything and everything and do that. And uh, so I was talking to Devin Jones yesterday. He was a friend. He had back surgery, pretty major back surgery. So he was calling me, checking on me during all that. But he was saying the same thing. He, he was, I was talking to him about the driving the M240. And he said, you know, it's good to drive different things because if you're going to learn. It's going to teach you and you're going to learn all these different things from a different car because mm -hmm. it's going to handle differently. Therefore, you're going to have more input in here right to help you grow and uh so uh that's what he says drive anything and everything well i've still got a long way to go <laughs> on that i've driven one car a mazda 2 okay. it's front wheel drive <laughs> and i don't drive front wheel drive cars so it I just my intuition is backwards yeah when yeah. i'm racing that thing <laughs> <laughs> and it's taken me a couple seasons to think, okay, yeah, no, you don't. you got to keep your foot down on that pedal. Yeah, front wheel drive is different. <clears throat> it is. But I, I'll give you another little story, which is interesting. Uh, my wife was on a mission trip in Haiti, and I was, at, uh, I was racing with HSR at Hutchison Island. It's a little island off the South Carolina coast. And uh, <clears throat> my Mustang dropped the valve. That's why I was racing in Group 5 ground pounders, I call them cowboys. All the bravado guys are in that class. And anyway, I'm, it drops a valve and uh, the guy who was turning wrenches, Sarah's the mechanic, he says, hey, I got a car at the shop. You want me to run back and get it? It was only an hour away. And uh, he says, you can rent it for 150 bucks a day. So okay. What is it? It's a 2008 Ford Focus Cup car. Front wheel drive, Ford Focus, sedan, but it was outfitted with all the Ford racing parts, the brakes, the exhaust, the tune, suspension, I mean, you name it. Um, so I said, sure, why not? So I uh, hop in the car, I take off in group two, and I go out in the car and I, for a session practice, I'm midfield. I was like, well, I, I went driving hard. I wasn't driving this thing hardly, right? So I got in qualifying. Yeah, I'm running it harder. And I ended up like seventh driving this thing, right? And it was like, wow, this thing, I got radial tires on this? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it stops. <clears throat> you know, vintage Mustang, it's funny when people say, what is it like? Does it, how's it driving? I said, well, it goes like hell, but it doesn't turn and stop. Yeah. They don't, you know, buy supply tires, so you dirt track them. But the radials on that thing and the braking, unbelievable, right? I wasn't used to that. Mm-hmm. So I'm running this thing out there in, in, in the race. And I over-revved it on the downshift coming into the infield there. And the car just started, boom. Oh, I was like, oh man, what the heck is this? We get it in, we start looking at it, and yeah, main bearings. I over-revved it. And I talked to my wife the evening, hey, how's it going? She's like, oh, things good, how's it going with you? I said, 
I bought a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was silence on the phone, and um, I'm sitting there, and I said, are you there? <laughs> I said, don't worry, it wasn't that much. You know, and then, and of course, you know what the next question is. Yeah. How much? Yeah. Oh, it's $5,000, you know. So, funny thing is, is we actually took that car, and we started racing it, in addition to the Mustang. A buddy of mine, Dixon Rathbone, who's been racing forever, old Mustang guy, uh, we ran it in the Sebring 12-hour race a couple times. And uh, we finished second. We lost the, the, our class by four seconds. Uh, so the car was, wasn't powerful, but we, never, we didn't have to fill it up. We yeah. didn't have to change brake pads. <laughs> we didn't have to do anything. We just drove it. Yeah. And uh, so uh, that was, looking back, that was some of the funnest times driving something. That, but it taught you momentum. Mm-hmm. It taught you how to drive better. Instead of using the horsepower uh, and the torque of the Mustang, now you had to drive. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the BMWs. You know, the E46 M3 has a reasonable amount of power. But the brakes and the handling are out of this world for that car. So it it makes you better, but you have to still drive it with some momentum, you know, to to carry speed. Yep. And you have to trust it. And uh, so the the focus taught me a lot of that, uh, which was which is interesting looking back at it. The Mustang taught me how to power slide mm-hmm. and what front end push really meant, because that's how we we pushed the front end in. We pick up the throttle and slide it out. Right, so sliding the cars isn't anything alien, um, but radial tires are different. The bias ply, <laughs> so night and day difference. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, a different beast altogether. Well, how about and what's the most memorable race that you've been in? Oh my. Mm. I would say probably that Sebring twelve hour. Yeah. Yeah. Four seconds after 12 hours. So they don't run it continuous 12 <coughs> hours, it's increments. Yep. Uh, and we had so much fun with that. We didn't care if we were winning or losing. Mm-hmm. We were just having fun. And, um, you know, looking back, that was, you know, that's all we cared about. Well, the outcome was what, and don't get me wrong, we were competitive. We were doing everything we could. But I, looking back, I don't remember the tire pressures. I don't remember the wedge we put in the front end because the car was, we were bearing the left front tire. You know, those types of things. And we did those things, I remember, but those weren't the focal points. Mm-hmm. You know, it was after we finished our session, you know, at, at 11.30 at night, running at nighttime. You know, that's what I, you know, I remember us being under the canopy, you know, we're cracking open beers, talking, laughing. You know, that's what I remember. That's awesome. And it's the same thing here. Yep. You know, it's the exact same thing. What about some races that you would rather forget about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you really want me to talk about those? Sure. I mean, it's, you know, if you want to talk about them, that's the question. I want to hear everything, but yeah, you, um, only, you only talk about what you want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, we'll call them incidences. Sure. You know, those are, um, you know, one was uh, last year, it was recent. It was just a bad decision on my part. Um, and you, uh, you know, I had, I've never been the cause of accidents. I've been hit, I've been hit hard, those types of things. And it's going to happen. 
this one was clearly my fault. And it was me being overly aggressive or red missed, as they say. Uh, and it was in qualifying when I was trying to get up in front. And I was moving my way forward because I was sitting back at fourth or fifth when we went out. But I was overly aggressive. And uh, I got together with a guy, 125, 130 mile an hour. And it was an explosion of parts. Um, and it was, uh, you know, looking back, I mean, it was just, you know, I saw the video. I was like, it was literally like a NASCAR. When you see the windshield, just poof, and everything, and parts, and, you know, um, it woke me up, mm. you know, uh, to the reality of, you know, because when we slid, it was a long, you're waiting for the cars to come to stop. And you're waiting, and you're waiting. Um, and it could have been just night and day difference yeah. of, of the outcome. Um, that was one I, but you know, I, but it's, you learn. That's really what you take away is that you learn what you could have done different, should have done different. Yep. But at that moment you didn't. <clears throat> That's, so it need, I don't want to say it needed to happen, you know, but it, it, it taught you more patience. Yeah. Right. You know, and the, the words I kept hearing over and over was red mist, you know, because I got locked in what, what my goal was without focusing on what really was important. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what I look back at. So, um, still sad that it happened, you know, uh, and, um, you know, and that's how you learn. Yeah. Um, so what about for folks who want to get into this, mm -hmm. how, how would you suggest that they start? Well, I'll tell you this, uh, the one thing I have learned through the BMW, you know, CCA club racing, their program through the race school is phenomenal. It is at the top and there's reasons for that. Um, I'm not going to say instructors, but it's the program. <clears throat> um, the program they put together is developed by pro racers and refined and refined and refined and the exercises we do. Uh, on the track with the prospective license, you know, provisional licensees, uh, they have to perform those maneuvers and execute them. Being the goal is to make them uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? We're going to make you uncomfortable, and we're going to see how you react. And that's what really raises the bar for them. And they, you'll, you'll see them rise to the top throughout it it's not for everybody um you know it's not deing it's not driving around so they're qualified when they come in and then they get in the class and then they're just everything's coming at them now to get qualified to come in <coughs> they do need some de right oh yes yes uh, i'll give you an example um jocelyn eight years of you know high performance driving wow. eight years uh, it doesn't mean you have to have eight years, but you're going to have to be qualified as solo for, for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, but they want to see the progression up through the DE driving to get you up to that point and make sure you're good. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to screen everything to make sure, okay, this person is actually capable of getting out there with us. And then we're really going to check you. And that's really where everything, sorry, I have my water here somewhere. Yep. Um, so they're going to check you and, and, and qualify you coming into it, <coughs> but then you're going to be evaluated and then you're evaluated 
and uh, so it's a it's a very good program uh, that's been developed and refined. I know James Clay has worked extensively on it with many others, and mm -hmm. uh, it will uh, it will make sure you're ready. Cool. Yeah. Um, one last thing here as we're ending. Um, I'd like to give you an opportunity to, if there's somebody, some group, anything you want to promote or give a shout out to, um, now would be the time because I want, I want people to, to learn and, and yep. know who to reach out to and things like that. So um, obviously BMW, club racing. The camaraderie is paramount, you know. That's what rises to the top when you look at everything. Um, the program they're putting together and how... Uh, the guys at the top, without naming names, are doing a phenomenal job. And they have uh, direction of where they want this to go. And they're executing it. Uh, and that's, I've seen that since I've come on board, which is really cool to see. You know, you see all these things being put into place. And, you know, so they have a goal. Uh, for for the racers out there to provide them the best value in track time. Uh, so kudos to them for that. Uh, be crazy if I didn't mention Virginia Spine Institute <laughs> uh, getting me back to at this point so quickly. You know where I am. Um, I got to hand it to them. Actually, like I told you, the Instagram thing. I tagged them and BMW mm -hmm. Club Racing. Um, my wife, who lets me do this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, I know she's very reluctant uh, for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and understandably so. Uh, so, uh, Kim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. Uh, you know, and then, um, you know, without Lord above, man, uh, I wouldn't be where I am today yeah. with all of this and the growth and... Uh, everything that comes together so uh, all you put all those pieces together that's where we are cool well i hope to get out to more bmw events this is well I, it's not officially my first it's my second but i've gotten to meet a lot of people and mm -hmm. i feel like it'd be um kind of a reunion to see people <laughs> at the at the next event so yep. I'll, I'll see if i get the next one thank you so much that's for joining me i appreciate yeah, thank it you. i want to thank you for listening or watching drive to compete it's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope that we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. I absolutely love hearing from you, and I promise I'll personally respond to every comment, every question, and every request. If you want to connect, start with our website, driventocompete.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter. Whether you reach out or not, please like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, Go kick some ass.